0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com.
2: Filling in for Dan. Atlantic gets the center. From the Mercedes studios in Los Angeles. It's Jason
3: Smith and
2: Rob Parker. Hello.
3: Happy Friday. Final hour of the Dan Patrick show. You're not tired of me already? Or
2: no. But no Like already? I said, we'd be a great negotiating team. Like we did with the NFL a few minutes ago. You go in full of fire and brimstone, and I'd be the guy in the suit going, okay, now let's talk contract. Let's talk money. Let's do it. You want to talk to my partner? He's ready to rip your head off. He's so mad. But me, I'm about the money. I got this. I'm that guy. I'll be the cool guy. The guy that puts his feet up going, i got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Oh, you want me to bring my partner back in? And you come in house of fire like Hulk Hogan, ripping your shirt off, yelling about the players should get more if you want a 17-game NFL regular season. No, you we better pay together. us.
3: Give us lifetime health care. <laughs> Give us what the commish has. That's what we want. Uh, you want $40 million a year? And I don't know that everybody can
2: get $40 million a year.
3: I want lifetime health care yeah. playing that game. Okay. Is that too much to ask? Well, look. I get players should have better health care. Come on, the, the 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 plan they have right now is ridiculous. It is
2: bad. It is bad. Okay. But the NFL would say, well, when if you quit your job, in in real life, you got to get your own health care. So, no, I mean, why? But, why is that different?
3: Well, go ask. They're going to say go ask the Major League Baseball players who have lifetime health care, and they're eligible for health care mm-hmm. after they play one game in the Major League. Now
2: you can get more. That's like, all I'm saying. If part of this 17 game regular season negotiation, which the NFL wants, it's going to happen. Big story yesterday. We'll get to Todd Gurley in a second. But if it's it's part of it, if you're not going to get lifetime health care, maybe it's all right. Instead of five years after you get out of the NFL, we get it for 10 years. Okay, it's not a perfect solution, but you have just given everybody playing in the NFL an extra five years of health care, and the next CBA that comes up... When the owners want something else, they want an 18-game regular season. Okay, another 10 years of healthcare or something else along the lines. It 17-game regular season is going to happen. I'm the not. Up, I'm the, not the the convinced of want it. it. I'm and not they're convinced they're, of it.
3: And they're convinced they need it for their economic How? sustainability. They just make they they make they make hand over fist money wise. They're the only league that doesn't give out of all leagues. The NFL should have guaranteed contracts. I, I'm serious, but shorter. Two or three-year guaranteed deals, Jason. And then you go from there. What the NFL Players Association, because they're weak, because they don't have a war chest, they aren't willing. How do baseball players take over and they run the sport? They stop the World Series. You stop a Super Bowl, don't tell me that you wouldn't get leverage. But they're afraid to do it. They don't get it. That's what you have to go after if they decide – the, the, the night before the Super Bowl is going to be played, that they're not going to play in it, don't tell me that the NFL owners wouldn't change their tune. But no. are they really going to do that? No, but I'm not. Would, that would, that's like, that's like no, a empty threat. They, it would but, never happen. But they did it in baseball because they. what were they going to do? They were going to lock them out. Before they allowed them to lock them out, what'd they say? We, we're strike. You, we're not going to allow union you to That is look. so
2: much stronger. No, I know. It's so much stronger. Demoris Smith and the and NFL players, they get beaten at every single like, negotiation. Beat like a draw. Every single negotiation they get beaten at. So it's not going to change. It's not going to change. So if they want a 17-game regular season, what's the best thing you can do? Instead of fighting that... You say, "All right, in the end, we're going to accept it, but let's let's get concessions on all these other things." Obviously, that's what they're going to wind up doing. But understand, that's going to happen. You can't have you can't have half of the players who are, have vocal voices saying, "No way on seventeen games. No, no way. No, it's going to. You got You may not like it, but it's going to happen because the NFL wants it because the owners want it. And when they want something this bad, the NFL is going to get it. Because really, are players going to go on strike and go without paychecks? No." They haven't had to do that in, in
3: generations. They're not going to do it. I, I just, I just think that there's no way if 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 DeMar Smith is going to lead this players' union that they can just roll over and not get something significant in exchange for something that the NFL really wants. And that's my point: is that they really want this. You're going to have to pay for this. Because this is just more money in their pockets. So we got to get health care. We got to get some sort of guaranteed contract. We got to get more. Uh, We got to lose the franchise tag. Get rid of that. You got to get something significant because it hurts players. If the
2: NFL was worried about that, it would be part of the negotiation instead of the story yesterday where they've given them about a month and a half, or a little bit less than a month and a half to say you got to accept this. It would have, it would have, it would have been part of it. Would have been better. But they're not afraid. The NFL owners are not afraid. That's why Goodell has been around for so long. He's a negative headline for the NFL. He is a bad. Every time his name comes up, it's never coming up with a good story. It's oh, here's Roger Goodell. No, he's, but he's he can't. He can't find a way to lead the league morally in anything. He can't do it. But why do they keep him around? Because he wins every CBA I and think, the owners get rich. That's why he's around.
3: Yeah, but I, I think anybody can beat the uh, players' association. I, I just don't think they have a backbone. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have a war chest. You gotta have money. The, the reason that they voted on it and the players continue to vote what the owners want. Is because they're voting for whether to get paid or not. That's not how – that can't be the way you vote. Do you want to get paid or don't you want to get paid? When you do that, you give in every single time because people are always going to vote to get paid. Of course they are. But that's not how – if you have a war chest and you tell all the players, you don't have to play. We'll take care for this year. We'll take care of your bills. We got money to pay for everybody to get through this year. And then when they come back and we get our money back – and then you pay back into the system. That's how they do it in baseball. That's why they're the best union in the country. Right, but that's not realistic right. for the NFL. It's 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 two it's two completely different. No, I get it. But I'm saying that, two completely different. But the different model situations. is out. But the model is out there. This is the first time the Players Association has a war chest. First time. To- how could that be the first time you have a war chest? That's why they've been beaten every single time. Twitter at
2: How about a fresco? Rob? It's Rob Parker FS1, Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, Meanwhile, the other big NFL story from yesterday. Todd Gurley could be on the trading block. First reported by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that the Rams are going to have some meetings and they want to meet with Todd Gurley about the contract that he has. He received $21 million to sign, part of a $34.5 million in guarantees that fully vested last March. So Todd Gurley is owed a lot of money. And now the Rams want to talk with him. Potentially he's on the trading block for anybody who wants him. They're, they, have, they are open. Everything is on the table when it comes to Todd Gurley, including restructuring his salary but potentially trading him. And this is kind of what has to happen if you're the Rams. right? Todd Gurley, for whatever reason – whether it is not fully recovered from his knee injury, though he says he's healthy, whether it is a lack of usage in the Rams offense, because you know, look, Sean McVay, all the great offensive coordinators who become head coaches, running the football is not something anybody likes to do. I'm not seen as smart if we run the football and win. We gotta throw the football because no, what am an I doing? Offensive
3: genius. Right, 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 what am I, I get doing? It. Right.
2: Adam Gase, that's why he doesn't like Le'Veon Bell. If we run the football, I'm not a genius. So we have to throw the football. That's what has to happen. Gurley is giving you diminished returns, and it's not about the devaluing of the running back position because the Rams were at their best a year and three months ago when Gurley was arguably the best running back in the NFL. But it's clear that's not who he is anymore.
3: It's, just, it's funny how when we watched that uh, playoff game against the Cowboys, Gurley was unbelievable. I mean, you remember that. Mm-hmm. And it went from that to and, – and obviously there's some sort of injury there. I don't know the full scope of it, but obviously that – something that uh, turned him into a part-time player, you know, like not really being that guy that he was. Remember, the Rams went into that Super Bowl with the fifth best offense in the history of the NFL, and Todd Gurley was a big part of that. But um, now that they, you know, now they don't want to pay him and all this other stuff. That's the other thing. That's the phony contracts I keep talking about. Give a guy a real contract, and then after three years, they could have said right now, okay, we don't want you or we want you so so now they got to do oh well this is going to hurt us with the cap we got to move on from him we got to cut him we got to try to trade him It's it, it this this thing with Tiger I feel bad for him cuz I think he's a really good football player All right but if you if you can't stay healthy and
2: you you're not the player you were look he's due he's going to get 10 million dollars from the team in a month Right? He's got his base salary is due, which is 5000000 million. He's got another $5 million as a roster bonus. So they have to make a decision on him. And the thing about the Rams, and this is this is what happened, when you go all in for a year and the Rams went all in for last year to win the Super Bowl, they came up short. Let's do whatever we can to try to keep and get squeeze one more year out of it. They have so much money due to guys that they can't afford Todd Gurley. You know, they got to pay other guys. They got they got to pay guys that they traded for last year. They paid Jalen Rams, all these guys. They got to give money. They, look, they got Aaron Donald, all these guys that they're, they're paying big money to. They can't afford to go out and get the players they need because they're no longer a Super Bowl caliber team. We saw that last year. They went all in for a year ago, and it didn't work because Jared Goff stunk in the Super Bowl. And now things are settling in for the Rams where they go, man, maybe Jared Goff isn't that great. Maybe it was Todd Gurley in his prime, and now Todd Gurley can't run the football anymore. And now we're stuck with paying a lot of guys money. How are we going to get better? They're not. Next year is going to be worse for the Rams than this year. At least they stayed in playoff contention most of the year for this year. Next year is going to be worse because how are they going to get out and improve? Because they got to go out and improve. you got to move on from Todd Gurley. I don't know any team that's going to take him. Because clearly the Rams all last year tried to make it seem like they were just reasons why Gurley wasn't being used. Oh, I, you know, Sean McVay was, i got to do a better job in getting him involved. You know what? You're the head coach. You want to get him involved, you get him involved. Right? I mean, are you really that bad head coach that when the game starts, I lose my mind and we stop calling plays for Todd Gurley? Uh, yeah. No, all it was was excuses to try to keep his value at the highest. But everybody has seen he's clearly not the same guy. I don't know how you move on from him. I don't know anybody who's going to make a trade for him, and Le'Veon Bell didn't make it easier for anybody because he goes to the Jets and gets that big contract. Adam Gase decides not to use him. This is not really on Le'Veon Bell, but the Jets have a bad offensive line. They don't use him, and so Le'Veon Bell, who was making $14 million a year, was a guy averaging three and a half yards a carry, and he was coming off before he set out, he was the best running back in the NFL. So now the Rams and all these other teams are going, we can't pay a guy like that because who knows what's going to happen. So we can't pay a running back $14 million. So, no, I don't know. The Rams seem to be – they're just stuck with him because I don't know how they move on from
3: him. No, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't know what they do. And this is, the, this is always a situation when you have players who potentially could get hurt and aren't the same players. At the time, he deserved that contract. What the Rams were doing, where they were, When he ran the football, he helped him win. You know, I mean, I I, I don't, I I would have, you had to sign him to something. You had to pay the guy. Uh, And and I think that it's an unfair CBA for running backs because the way it's set up and your rookie deal and you got to wait for running backs, before you get paid, you could be used up, you know? And then teams go like, I'm not paying you. You know what I mean? Like, you're on your decline or your first five years or your best years, and you got to wait to get paid. So I, I, it's it's a situation where I think it's unfair to running backs because their value quickly goes down after three or four years.
2: This is where, if the NFL wants 17 games, you say, okay, here's some things that we want, and maybe that's something you want better. Look, they cut the rookie deals down immensely a few years ago, which they kind of had to because they were getting out of control. You, you can complain that – Guys aren't getting fair first contracts. Would you, would you, agree? you can't compl- But look, the whole thing was. But for- I'm talking about for running backs. For running backs, so I, I, I get it. Yeah, it, running backs. I, it's I, not fair. It's not no because running backs. Once you hit 30, you're not the same guy. No, I understand. You get one big contract if you're lucky as a running back. So maybe what the solution is for 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 players is all right. Part of the 17 game negotiations, instead of these four five year rookie deals, the rookie deals are going to be a little bit less, and the rookie running back deal is going to be three years. But players have to. Accept that and say, okay. What about for instead of the the top ten running backs in the league? What about all the other guys who get drafted and part of this four or five year deal? They could be out of the league even earlier because they're not. They want to extend the payday as much as possible because instead of being out of the league here, they're out of the league a lot earlier. You want to do that and take that chance? I think that works. Three year deals for running backs. Then you get a couple of big. Hey, then you play great. You know what? Now you got to pay me even earlier, right. and I can get two big contracts. It's why it's all part of that negotiation. So if the NFL is putting this 17-game schedule as this is the number one thing that's got to happen, well, then, okay, you got to give me the rest of it. Well, who who wants 17 games?
3: I'm still trying to figure it out. Nobody wants it, but who, the NFL wants? wants it because they want to make more money, because no, no, they want to keep the networks relevant. I, I get that, but I'm saying from a player's standpoint, why do I want a 17-game unless there's going to be a major addition to the CBA for the players. I I don't understand. Even in, in people say in the preseason game, most people don't even play in, the, in a lot of those games, or it's a half speed, or or you. So that's less chance of me getting hurt because most of the teams will play a, you know, early on a series or two, and that's it. I'm not playing in those games. Those are the guys who aren't going to make the team who are playing. Fans don't want to go to those games. You've been the preseason game. They might be the worst thing to watch. Right, But if you get rid of three of the games or
2: the preseason altogether, and then you tell the players you get two more weeks off in the in the summer, whatever you want to tell them, and we're going to play one more game in the regular season, and we really, really want it, that's going to work. Well, but, but you have to give me something. Well, of course. Look, the preseason's gone. The preseason, as we know it, is going to be gone. I can't believe we're going to have more than one preseason game this year. I think we're going to have 17 games. They're going to have a one-game preseason. And it'll be... We'll put it in probation They'll They'll probationary and now to see how it works. I think that I think that's how it's gonna go. Look, when the NFL wants something, they're gonna get it. Twitter at How about a fresca? Rob at Rob Parker FS one, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes. Got Karan Butler coming up next, fourteen year NBA vet. Talk winners and losers at the NBA trade deadline, including the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks. Wow. It's next on Fox.
0: All right, fellas, uh, Valentine's Day just around the corner, and it's possibly the one day of the year you do want to get caught with your pants down. That sounds like a Todd Fritz line. And if that does happen, you want to make sure that you're wearing Tommy John, the most stylish, comfortable, functional underwear out there. I've worn a lot of different brands of underwear, and Tommy John is by far the best. I actually have four pairs of it with me here in Miami for the uh, for the big game. Uh, and what better way to show how much you care than by replacing your old-fashioned, tattered underwear, with something you can both be proud of. That's Tommy John. And When you're in Tommy John underwear, uh, the legs never ride up. The waistband never rolls down. It's impossible to get a wedgie, which is (laughs) really annoying. Uh, And for the lady in your life, Tommy John has officially ended visible panty lines. How about that? What a bonus. Uh, Plus, they have the most comfortable bras on the planet to complete her look. See, that's what I'm talking about. Get your lady a very comfortable bra. It'll pay off. Uh, So, if you're looking for the perfect gift set, uh, Tommy John right now has limited Valentine's Day underwear and loungewear gift sets for both him and her. Plus... All sets are 10% off. Shop limited edition Valentine's Day gift sets and get 20% off your first order when you go to tommyjohn.com slash Patrick. That's tommyjohn.com slash Patrick for 20% off tommyjohn.com slash Patrick. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show.
2: Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan the Danettes. My show heard nights here on Fox. Rob, every day with Chris Broussard on The Odd Couple doing triple duty today. Got the show this morning. You're doing local show here in L.A. You got your show this afternoon. It's like you're the NBC
3: triple cast. I The Olympic triple cast with you. Whatever I got to do, you know me. I'm a hardworking guy. I'm here for the people. It's all right. I'll rest over the weekend. Speaking of hardworking
2: guys joining us now, 14-year NBA vet, former Laker and Clipper. He's on with us all the time. Karan Butler to talk NBA trade deadline. Karan, what's happening, man? What's happening? Good
4: morning. Hey, good morning. What's going on, my brothers? Hey, uh, you know, we're taking a look.
2: Both Rob and I are under 6'6", so we figure we can go play for the Rockets now. They're going to that small ball
4: lineup. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy, man. Look, I've seen one of the smallest lineups in the last 50 years of the uh, NBA, and it was impressive to watch. You know, I was trying to figure out how were they going to defend Anthony Davis and some of the bigs in the Western Conference. And they didn't have no answer for that. However, the pace of the game and the way they was able to score the basketball was impressive to watch.
2: Can this work long-term? I mean, it's great. It's a new strategy, and obviously it's gutsy by the Rockets, feeling all right? we're not going to get over the top with how we were doing it. But can this work long-term, rest of the season into the playoffs and and run the pace and run teams up and off the floor?
4: Well, look, I think it's going to work for the remainder of the playoffs. Some teams are built and designed to be really good for the regular season. But I think when the playoffs happen, the game slows down and it's all about strategic planning. And if you're not good defensively and you're going to need some size and somebody at the rim to be the ultimate eraser, I I don't think that that's going to be the case for the Rockets. Uh, I do like the adjustment that they made when you're talking about scoring and having more bodies and the pace and the tempo, because that's D'Antoni's system. However, you still haven't addressed the issue of defense, So if you don't do that, I mean, you're not going to realistically have a shot at winning, uh, you know, the championship. Karan, a team that does
3: have a realistic chance at winning the championship are the Clippers. They already were winning on the court, and yesterday they won off the court at the trade deadline. How do you like uh, Marcus Morris being added to that team without really tearing up any of the core of that team?
4: Look, look, I love it. You're talking about this, you know, moving strategically and, you know, the logo himself. Doc Rivers, uh, uh, the owner, Steve Bomber, all those guys, they're all on the same page. They're well-connected. And, you know, a team that's on that short list in the association to realistically have a shot to win a championship just got better. And a lot of other teams stayed in pack. They didn't move. They didn't move the needle on anything. And hoping for the development of, you know, maybe the chemistry or continuity within but you know to add more to the mix, a guy that's averaging you know 17 points per game, and he can do that because sometimes numbers get ballooned and inflated when you're playing on losing teams. But he's a guy that's a certified shot maker. He can space out the floor. He brings a different type of grit and edge to any team that he's on. I love his maturity level, and he's the ultimate professional.
3: He he is definitely a dog, and they and that team has dog. He really fits in. And he was shooting, what, 43%, 44% from three points, so he can make some baskets out there as well. I, I love it.
4: Yeah, yeah, I-, I like that because sometimes, you know, you see it all the time, Rob, where, you know, you have teams in the association and you see guys that, that's averaging 19, but they can't do it in a winning fashion. I think that, you know, more Sr., like, he's able to go out there, he's able to be gritty, he- he'll strap up he got that competitive drive he's kind of got like a, a cut from the cloth for the old school guys where he cares and it matters to him and it's important to him and he's often a professional and i spent some time with him and uh you know I really like that addition so man you know the Clippers got significantly better overnight.
2: Karan, how much did the Lakers have to make a move yesterday to if they're going to be a team that keeps up and can get through the later rounds of the playoffs?
4: Look, I already said, you know, don't ever doubt LeBron. Don't ever doubt the chemistry of that one-two punch. Don't ever, you know, second-guess the development of Kyle Kuzma and him being healthy and just, you know, coming into his own and finding this niche with over, you know, 30-plus games remaining in the season. And we're just at the halfway point. We talk about all-star break, and that's when guys really start gearing up to be the best version of themselves. But I still feel like they need an ultimate playmaker. I still feel felt like a a Derrick Rose type or, uh, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie. his name was rumored rumored and surfaced out there in Brooklyn. They want to, you know, unload him uh, and and ask for a lot for him in return from what I'm hearing. So, look, I I still feel like they need that playmaker. You saw Darren Collison at the game last night send a couple seats away from uh, Jenny Buss. Maybe that's the, the guy that can probably possibly get them over the hump and maybe he can coexist with that nucleus that they got.
2: What about you? You can probably get about fifteen or twenty up downs. I mean, you you, know, you, you
4: look, could have dinner with Jeannie Bus and do that. Yeah, look, I, I'm still good for about twenty five to thirty up and backs in the association. Wow. And I can knock down open shots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We're counting. Like, I can see you going
4: back. All right, that's twelve. I got. All right, that's fifteen. All right, I got five look, more. Then you got to take me out. I got six more. I got six more. Look. And now, Rob, every up and back gets you about $500,000, oh, man. Oh, you know it. <laughs> or, or,
3: or you could get the Iguodala, uh retirement package that they gave him, $30 million down there. There's mm-hmm. money to be had. Uh, let me ask you about Wiggins. I, I know there was so much made about him when he was drafted, when LeBron came back to Cleveland. He, he didn't want him because he basically wanted a veteran player, got Kevin Love. But it is, will this change his uh, fortune going to Golden State, and will he fit in, and will this reboot the Warriors and give them a chance to uh, compete for another championship? Where are you on the Wiggins deal?
4: Well, I'll tell you this. I, I never want to ever give up on a young talent. Uh, I was a big advocate, huge advocate for Mark Hill folks. I felt like the Philadelphia 76ers gave up on him extremely early. And now you're seeing him flourish and doing what he's doing, and he's just blessed to be healthy and uh, performing at a rapid clip. So I look at Wiggins like that as well. I spent some time with him last summer. I was watching his development. He put the work in, in the gym every morning 6 a.m., Chris Hoops working out with him. But what I feel like he lacks is the consistency of being the number one, number two guy. Uh, Cat was the number one guy. He he was – uh, slotted in and, and and then perform at that rate to be the number two guy. But I think that he'll thrive in any system that he's the number three, four option on a consistent night. So that will require him to score anywhere from 14 to 19 points. I think he can do that in the sleep. And I also think that when you're around a winning culture, and I think that that's something that goes unnoticed a lot. You know, when, when guys come into the association and people that get it and understand how to win and get there, Now you're going to be with the Golden State Warriors playing with the Splash Brothers 1. You're going to have Draymond, who's a battle-tested guy, that's going to pour into you and plant the seeds in you. And now, you know, once you continue to feed somebody that energy and all that that, that good food and that nourishment that they need, it's like a plant that's going to grow, it's going to be strong. And I think that he's going to be extremely uh, fortunate to be in that system. So I think that he will be the best version of him going forward, playing with the Golden State Warriors.
2: All right, Karan, help us out here. The other part of that deal was D'Angelo Russell, who is talented as he is, becoming an all-star player, big contract with the Warriors. There's a reason why he's now on his fourth team in five years. What is it?
4: Uh, you know what? I don't know what it is. You know, I, I look at a lot of guys, like, in the past, you, you, they talk about Moses Malone. I mean, even even I, I was on three teams in my first five years <laughs> in, in the association before I even went off to become an all-star with the Wizards and, you know, and, and, and start finding my niche in the game. I think that, you know, when when people trade for you, it's value there. And I also look at Cat in the relationship with D'Angelo Russell, where, I mean, that's his guy. He wanted to play with him. Like, he was sitting outside Signature Airport, you know, waiting for the private plane to land to give him the jersey and say, hey, welcome to Minnesota. So that was a big deal for them to be, you know, uh, uh, together and connected. However, will it result to wins? I mean, maybe you're going to be very happy losing games unless you get the right pieces around you because after those two, I mean, I don't think that's enough to win in the Western Conference, especially with Memphis getting better, Phoenix got a ton better, they got Monty Williams down there, and, you know, I I think that bottom half of the Western Conference is still really, really better than, the, the the Minnesota Timberwolves.
3: Hey, Kat should have been out there with some hot chocolate uh, when you come <laughs> into Minnesota instead of a jersey. I'd be like, dude, I'm cold. Uh, yeah, speaking man. Of, speaking of cold, help me with the uh, 76ers. Is there a chemistry problem there? I mean, it just doesn't seem like uh, it's all fitting together.
4: Hey, Rob. Listen, whenever whenever you have to have a press conference at the end of the season to say. Brett Brown is going to be our coach going forward. You know that's the issue. Yep. You have to let the world know that. Look, he's still going to be with us going forward. That is the problem. Where smoke this fire? You see the ultimate professional in Al Horford come out and say, "Look, it's some things that's not right here in the locker room." He also said that he still haven't found his niche and he haven't been able to fit into the system. He was very silent when Joel B was out during that time because they was playing excellent basketball. They was playing with tempo, pace guys moving the ball around Ben Simmons was flourishing now Joel comes back and I don't think he's in the best shape that he possibly can be in and then once again just like that Toronto series last four minutes they're in the bonus he's living on a perimeter taking jump shots Shaq called it out uh Barkley called it out uh, so many more people and I've been saying this since last year and now it's starting to be on notice I don't think that you know, Brett Brown adapted to the personnel. I don't think he's featuring them right and playing them right. Joel and B should not be on the perimeter. They're running a three man weave, set on the offense, pick and pop, and I don't think that's to their strength. And because of that, I think that they're going to, you know, continue to decline, and they got a whole bunch of pieces on that roster that don't complement each other.
2: You can follow him on Twitter at Real Tough Juice. That's at Real Tough Juice, Karan Butler Karan, as always. Appreciate your time with us, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Thanks so buddy, much. Thank
4: you. No problem. Yep,
2: keep went. All right, great stuff there from
3: Karan Butler. And look, you know, as far— He was far right at- about that press comm, That That is telling. Yeah. You shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to say we're going to be—you're um, going to be back, right? Yeah. That should just be like, you're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I, do I have to come yeah. in and announce it? You know, that's say well it goes. But, you know, we
2: talked about the Lakers and Clippers uh, and and what the Clippers did in winning the trade deadline. And it's not just the fact that the Clippers got Marcus Morris and the Lakers didn't. Because that that's the first part of it is that here are two teams that wanted Marcus Morris and the Clippers got him. And a team that's deep, that's a better roster than the Lakers from top to bottom. Get the guy that's going to bring them toughness, defense, attitude. He can hit threes. He, You know, his offensive game has really flourished this year with the Knicks. Look at the Knicks doing something right. He's the best Knicks player in 10 years. And the Knicks trade him. But, you know, that's the one part of it. The Lakers didn't get somebody. They needed to because they're a regular season paper champion team right now where, hey, you tried out LeBron and AD one night, every night going 1-82, to 82, you're going to win the vast majority of your games. But you get to the playoffs
3: when defense is clamped down a little bit more, you need more than just the two of them. So You know what? I, I've already said this. I think the Lakers are championship frauds. And I know people look at me and think I'm crazy. You're right. They're the m Kafotes, the most championship <laughs> the frauds, frauds ever, of all time. They're the, the m but But you, <laughs> what's your point is that, like, on paper and during the regular season, you can win. You've seen the struggles against the better teams, haven't we? Yeah, they, look, you saw them lose last night to the Rockets. They have they
2: trouble have yet, with, the, with the good teams. They've yet to beat the Clippers. Right, and when you get into the – look, this is not something that's going to come back and, and ruin the Lakers the rest of the regular season. It's not going to ruin the first two rounds of the playoffs. But when you get to that Western Conference final or NBA finals and you're playing teams that are really deep like the Clippers and the Bucks, you're going to get boat raced because th- there's nobody else the Lakers can count on every night besides LeBron and A.D. That, that stuff, that's why they needed to go get somebody, but this is where the, the next part of the Clippers plan is even better is because the two teams that are going to be playing at the end to go to the finals are the Lakers and the Clippers, right? I feel like we're just waiting, you know, the rest, the rest of the regular season's fun. We'll have great stories, but Western Conference, if, if Lakers, we're waiting for both it. of those teams, right? Okay. The, the Lakers are going to finish first. They're going to have home court. They're going to have the easier draw. They'll win their first two rounds because they'll play teams that aren't as, as good as them that, that. LeBron and AD will be able to get past. But when they play the better teams, they're going to struggle. So if we're waiting for the Lakers-Clippers, the Clippers know the Lakers are the team we have to get through. So here's Marcus Morris. He can either make the Lakers better or he can make you better. And – the Lakers wouldn't
3: come up with the package
2: they wanted to give up. Because for they wouldn't Morris. give up
3: Danny Danny Green, right? right? The Knicks were...
2: wanted Kuzma and Danny Green, and yep. the Lakers said no. Chris Broussard told us that earlier on the show today. So the Clippers make the deal for him. Not only did you get better and get deeper, but you stopped the team that you have to go through from getting better and deeper. You hurt the Lakers. So, yeah, it's what the Yankees used to do a while ago when it would come to the trade deadline and there were a whole bunch of players out there and, okay, the Red Sox really want Jose Canseco. No, we're Canseco. not going to play Jose Canseco, but we'll trade for him and sit him on our bench so the Red Sox don't get him. And whatever he contributed, he contributed, but we took him away. He was a bigger piece for you than he would be for us. Because what's Marcus Morris really going to do on this team that's loaded with scorers, That's lo- he'll be a nice option and a guy that's going to help him guard Anthony Davis and put he, a body on right, him. Right. He, he would be the answer for the Lakers. They needed him more,
3: and the Clippers took him and kept him away from the Lakers. No, no no doubt about it. It's brilliant. It's the reason I believe so much in the uh, Clippers front office. I just think that they know what they're doing. Then they add a guy who fits all the way around, Jason. He has that dog in him like the, the, like the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's that guy, and if I'm one of the Clippers, I'm like, dude, our organization, they want us to win. Right, yep. And and they're making moves. We're good. We got a good record. We're two games. The Lakers had an unbelievable start. We didn't have Paul George to start. Kawhi's doing load management. And we're two games behind them? When you consider what the Lakers' start was? How much better could you ask for it? And not only that, they go out and get the guy we wanted, who the Lakers really wanted, and now we're in even better position and even more loaded without touching our nucleus and that's why if you're a clippers fan or you you you're a, a clippers player you got to feel really good this morning and then to boot you know the lakers lost last night to the uh Smallish Houston Rockets. <laughs> I'll say that size does matter
2: sometimes. It, well, you? it does. It does. Well, and you know, look, the thing about the game last night is the one unforgivable part for the for the Lakers is they out rebounded the Rockets thirty eight thirty seven. You can't do that. You, you, I mean, you're so much bigger. You, you got to have a bigger rebound margin than that. And that's really what what sunk the Lakers in that game. But you know, you talked about the Clippers and being confident in their management. The Lakers needed to get off to a big start this regular season to show everybody, the media, the fans, that, hey, we're good, right? Because if they had a start that meandered a bit and they were, you know, they started like 24 and 18, 25 and 17, boy, they should be a lot better. So they needed to have this start. The Clippers strike me as we know exactly what we need to be peaking we're we're we're, we're prodding along yeah, right we're, we're staying we're we're look we're, we're in a perfect spot right now because whereas some people thought we were disappointing earlier on in the season when we're resting Kawhi and Paul Georgian, how many games are they really going to play together over the course of the year 20 25 i mean really that's how it's going to go and it was all oh, the clippers are in trouble to Clippers are right now three games back of the Lakers. That's what this is going to be a team that peaks at the end of the regular season, that knows what it takes to win. You have a head coach who's won an NBA title. You got a superstar that's coming off an NBA title. The Clippers have no problems. And they added a guy. They are going to roll through. It's why I like them to beat the Lakers and get to the NBA finals because look, they're a better team, and I think they're better equipped to handle
3: what's coming for the next few weeks of the regular season and beyond. They're just a better team. And I think you're right. I think they will be uh, a well-oiled machine come the end of the season knowing where their guys are, knowing who got rest and who needed the rest, and they'll be ready. It's about the postseason for the Clippers, not getting the number one seed. Twitter at how about a fresca? Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Jason Smith. Rob
2: in for Dan Patrick today. Uh, thanks to Karan Butler for stopping by. His interview with us brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all new GT four door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. And if you missed any of our celebrity interviews this week from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, we had Chris Broussard on the show earlier today. Just go to the Dan Patrick app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG man mercedes amg driving performance coming up next we have a big weekend on the way we have the oscars we have the xfl how can the xfl gain eyeballs right away stay relevant stay on the air stay through one season we'll tell you it's coming up next fox
0: Welcome to Lewis Jewelers. Since 1921, Lewis Jewelers have taken pride in serving the greater Ann Arbor and Detroit regions with the highest level of integrity and customer service. Lewis Jewelers is family-owned, third-generation, full-service jewelry store with a truly personal touch. They offer on-site repairs, engravings, watch repairs, and access to many of the worldwide top designer brands from Hearts on Fire Diamonds, Robert Coyne, John Hardy Jewelry to Omega, Breitling, Tag Heuer watches, just to name a few. And if you're looking for a truly stress-free shopping experience, their team of non-commissioned trusted expert advisors will guide you through the perfect engagement ring, anniversary gift, or sparkly accessory. They also specialize in custom jewelry for anyone who wants to add something unique to their personal style. Located on West Stadium Boulevard in Ann Arbor, just one mile west of the big house, Lewis Jewelers is the only jewelry store that is the proud partner of Michigan Athletics. So stop by today to let Lewis Jewelers help celebrate your moments. Lewis Jewelers
2: Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Rob Parker in for Dan today. My show heard nights here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob, every day, the odd couple with Chris Broussard surest way to win this Valentine's is with our new partner, 1-800-Flowers. Right now, get 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon. Enter the code PATRICK, 1-800-Flowers.com, radio icon, code
3: PATRICK. Aside from flowers for your beautiful bride, uh, what do you guys do for Valentine's Day? Is that like... Special? Are you went to Valentine's Day or not?
2: Uh, usually we'll go and have we'll try a to nice have dinner, smell. you know. But usually I'm working at night when it falls during the week. But usually, you know, the big thing we do is we do a couples massage. Really? Yeah, I mean a legit one. Oh, I mean, legit, legit. Okay. Not, not you know, not the places you tell me I where I should go. Right. No, we do the legit couples massage, and that's a lot of fun. Oh, that,
3: that is fun. Yeah. Very, very nice. <laughs> no, Bob Kraft is not around. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Um, you know when I was married. We used to do the um, – we used to go to, to um, Hawaii for Valentine's Day, like for the, for the weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And it still didn't keep me married, you know, even though I was giving her these great little trips or whatever. But, right. Uh, so Valentine's Day was always special. Well, because you were saying, hey, I can't hang out. we got to watch Golden Girls.
2: Exactly. Because, you know, I <laughs> like room like that. It's
3: almost noon. It's, ten, that, that, that's it's almost noon. Almost noon. It's like 10 o'clock at night. you got <laughs> to do that.
2: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Just start mentioning the Golden Girls around, Rob. Right, hey, sir. <laughs> did you see that meme uh, the day of the Super Bowl, which was, uh, hey, here's a 50-year-old in 1985. Picture Rue McClanahan from the Golden Girls. And next year was, here's 50-year-old J-Lo in 2020. Right. And the difference between <laughs> the two of them when they're 50. That is classic. Uh, but there is football this weekend. Really? I thought thought the Super Bowl, I was there, I was in Miami. you were there, it was fine, everything was good, you stayed off the police blotter, so I was pretty happy with that. That's pretty good for eight days in Miami. We have the Oscars this weekend, and we have the XFL. I already know you're not watching the Oscars. I already know you're not, because you go to
3: like one movie a year. Right. The big TV fan you are, I figured you would go to more movies, but you don't. That's funny, because you know I love television, but... um. Movies, I like a really good one, but I I don't go as as often as I used to. Um, So I will not be watching the Oscars. All I know is 1917 is supposed to win. It is supposed to win. It probably will win Best Picture. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix will probably win for Joker. Right. He became the Joker. It was incredible. I've just seen – I didn't see that movie. It was a little too dark for me. I I Oh, it it was Joker.
2: Uh, Let me tell you this. Joker was so incredibly depressing. Yeah. And you know and I've had enough of going to movies and being depressed. You want to you don't want you know? that, am I right? Was it just it's, like You know, it was well done, no, I, but I, it's I, like I feel like it was done for hey I, you, all the all the fanboys who I really want a Joker origin story. So here's the story. Never mind whether or not it's a good movie or or. I or, understand. Or it's but here's the here's the story. You want the Joker backstory? Here you go. Was it a great movie? No. Was Walking Phoenix good? Yeah, he was good. The acting was good. But it, from the
3: first two minutes, it was just so depressing. Yeah. See, that's why I didn't I didn't go see it because I knew I wouldn't. I don't like to go to movies. I like to either go to comedies or adventure movies. I do. That's yeah. what I like. And I'll tell you this. I bet. And and Quentin
2: Tarantino will win Best Director. It'll split this year because it's going to be the lifetime achievement for him and all the stuff. You know, he's done he had a great career a now, line. nine movies and all the money he's made. Because it's a lifetime achievement. It, you know, the Oscars is when can we uh, reward someone for the career they've had? You know when it gets the individual awards, and now it's okay. Now he can reward Quentin Tarantino because he's only got one more movie supposedly, and I don't know if it's going to be. Mo- so they will reward him. Nineteen Seventeen will win. They'll split that. Joaquin Phoenix and probably Renee Zellweger. Okay, those are my big picks. Those are for you. your picks. All movies you haven't seen, that right. everybody else has.
3: And there's okay. something else I won't be watching this weekend. Now, now you know. Here's the thing.
2: Is it John Jones? No. no? Oh, okay. No. The XFL starts this weekend. We have football and. This is the second chance, it's the a second re- a reboot, the reboot of the XFL to get right what they got wrong the first time around. The biggest things are Vince McMahon has to have deep enough pockets to sustain the losses, what he's going to lose in the first year, because that was the deal with the AAF and any other league that's come along. You remember hey, that we, everything is great, and then three weeks in, it's how are we going to make payroll? If he can withstand that and make the XFL a thing and part of the calendar. It works. It's going to work, but you've got to be – it's the, it's the old philosophy of gambling. you got to have enough money to keep doubling your bets when you lose to get back to zero so you can make money. If you don't have enough money, you shouldn't do it. you got to have that deep pockets to withstand all the losses to move it forward. But this being the debut weekend, there's got to be players I want to see on the field. I can't believe that Colin Kaepernick or Chad Johnson weren't signed right away. Chad Johnson wanted to kick in the XFL. You gotta have the What's gonna get me to the TV to see, or at least if I don't see that, I want to make sure I'm watching the highlights so I see it. and Maybe then I catch part of a game later on because they're doing some really interesting things with the broadcast and what they're doing. You know, I heard Clay Travis's interview earlier today with Joel Klatt. It was they doing a lot of interesting
3: things, but you gotta you gotta give me some people that I want to watch, and that and that's the problem. That that's what people want. You know, you gotta intrigue them with somebody who they know, and I think that's what the, what was it, AFF, aAF, A-A-F. Okay, I'm just not trying to AFF. Okay. And I the think
2: AFF, A-F-F. Not, 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 the, not the AV, not the
3: AVNs. No, 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 right. not, okay. no, the A-A-F. But, but you wind up, it winds up being minor league football, and you might be intrigued at first, and then you go, am I really watching this like there's nothing else on? There's not a uh, Golden Glo- Golden Girls marathon on somewhere that I could be watching? You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and that's what it is. If you told me, like you said, uh, Kaepernick was playing this weekend, would I be watching? Absolutely, I would be watching. Or 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 Johnny Manziel, can he finally get it together? Do you know what I mean? And and maybe mm-hmm. uh, fire up the crowd and fire up some offense, and and I take a look at him. But but those guys, go get D. E. S. Bryant. He's another guy who's. Uh, you could have gone and got, but they don't want to pay those guys. Yeah, that's what I mean. you got to have the
2: deep I mean. pockets. And if Colin Kaepernick says, I'll do it, but you got to pay me $10 million, but it's you worth, give Colin Kaepernick $10 million. But it's
3: worth it for your business model, mm-hmm. right, because it's going to get peak interest. You might sell Kaepernick jerseys. People you could are walking sell around. tons of Kaepernick am jerseys. Am I right, walking
2: around with XFL jerseys? Tons of XFL, the big, the, the big whatever it is. You do that, and you suddenly gain an interest-level interest level in the league, in it because of, uh, look, so many Colin Kaepernick supporters that are mad at the NFL, they'll embrace the XFL and say, yeah,
3: let's do it. I was going to say brothers all over the country. There's a lot of people who are mad at the NFL over the Kaepernick thing, Mm -hmm. and they definitely would, would, to see Kaepernick, you might have had a spike in your uh, TV ratings. Yeah, but the only thing is you wonder would they want to do it because would eventually they want to become a
2: minor league for the NFL, and you upset the NFL by having Kaepernick come in. But you got to look at viability at this point. What's going to get viability eyeballs? Guys like Kaepernick, guys like Dez Bryant, you could go play, Rob. You're tall. You could be a red zone target.
3: Hey, why not? How how tall are you, actually? And then
2: 6'4". Oh, you could play for the Rockets, too. You could do both of those things. I could be the center for the Rockets. (laughs) (laughs) For Rob, I'm Jason. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free.